All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I'm your host, David, and joined with me is my wonderful life, wife, <laughs> my wonderful wife, Lindsay. How are you doing, Lindsay? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, tired. Um, yes. But that's pretty much, you know, like always. Uh, so we are uh, this week, today, whatever, we are kind of diving into... Our experience, uh, uh, our first experience with Kanuga, which is the um, the the big uh, February nerd convention out in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yes. For the uninitiated, uh, like I said, it was our first time. Uh, it was our first time attending the convention. Period as well as being vendors at the convention. So it was, uh, you know, a big deal. It's a big deal uh, in that sense. And the fact that it, we knew going in that attendance-wise and size-wise, it was going to be our biggest. Yes. So. Yeah. And it was, I would say, probably a lot, quite a few more people, I would think. And uh, definitely a lot more vendors. Mm-hmm. Yes, lots. I had a hard time controlling my shopping. <laughs> yes, we um, luckily the the most of the artists and vendors that we met that uh, we we oogled over their their amazing goods and services. Uh, they were up for a artist swap, so I think we really only had to shell out funds for a couple of things, but we got. Yeah, like we ended up giving away lots of tumblers and then getting cool stuff in return, which we'll go over here in uh, in just a little bit. But um, yeah, I guess kind of getting down to it, um, what were your overall thoughts and feelings and impressions on, I guess, just the convention in general? Um, um, definitely, like I said, a lot bigger. Um, I saw a lot more intricate cosplays than we usually see. A lot more detailed, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a learning experience for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could say that. You know, we didn't do as well money-wise at this one, which no. was kind of a bummer. Yeah, to get that out in the open, this one was our lowest grossing convention so far. It was supposed to be our, you know, this was our, you know, our Woodstock, uh, so to speak, in terms of, you know, conventions for the year. And it ended up kind of falling flat, which, you know, there's, um, you know, there's there's grace and defeat. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of like not licking our wounds we're mostly just kind of analyzing everything that we can to figure out exactly uh what's what happened and what we can do better yeah right. i think i think we just need to like try to focus on um bringing the characters that people don't usually see on products as yeah. much as possible and to bring more of our um, resin and customized tumblers even though they cost more and they take more time people seem to appreciate them more and it kind of sets us apart from a lot of the sublimated yeah. tumblers out yeah there. so I, I guess we can talk about that so I mean for for those of you that don't know we 
we we do tumbler making uh that's tumbler as in a uh, cup or drinking receptacle uh, and we decorate them with uh, various uh, using various methods um i i started doing it during the pandemic and it was just a way to kill time and started selling on etsy after a while and you know did pretty well there and uh, you know i was using the epoxy method you know just slapping some glitter on there and some decals and uh yeah and so we kind of it, it hit us pretty hard this weekend i mean it, we already knew it but it, it hit us pretty hard that we should be focusing on the epoxy method because um, it lends itself to a lot more creativity you know you can use so much so many more materials like glitter mica powder um uh, alcohol inks, uh, just really anything that you can think of duct tape. (laughs) Um, and sublimation is, is great and you get cool, quick results. Like if you, you know, have a design or you find a cool design online or you, you know, draw something yourself or digitally design something yourself, you can slap it on a tumbler, you know, in 30 minutes. Uh, but, uh, you know, with the epoxy method, like it literally no two tumblers will ever be the same. Um, so, uh, with that said, there were, what what do we say? Like three or four other tumbler vendors. I think there there? were five in all that were focused mainly on tumblers. I never found the fourth one. Uh, I only found the three that were around us. I never found the the fourth one. Well, they were there. I promise. I took a picture. Um, well, regardless, uh, yeah, they, um, I, I'd say that their primary focus was sublimation. Is that fair to say? Yes. I yeah. didn't see anyone with resin tumblers there. Right. Uh, I, I know there were a couple vendors that had one or two resin ones, but for the most part, all those other vendors were uh, sublimation. So yeah, when we, when we showed up on Thursday to set up our booth, um, it kind of took the wind out of our sails that we had a tumbler vendor right across from us. Uh, I was like, well, this'll be interesting. And then we walked around, found out that there was one right around the corner from them. And then from us on the other side, there was one like, you know, catty right. corner. It was just, it was uh, it was a mess, and so, you know, it, it it is what it is. You know, there's really no point in like trying to blame someone or something or whatever. It's just, you know, it's just something that happens. Um, I, I think, you know, I still think our stuff stood out, but, you know, with all of us kind of being close together, it all I think it blends together for a lot for people yeah so they'll around. see kind of like oh cups and they'll just kind of keep walking yeah uh and so like i did like how we had an opportunity to experiment with our booth setup this time around yes like so we had a lot more space mm-hmm. why don't you talk about our booth setup because you actually came up with the idea for it like i i was like we should try something new or bring another table but you were the one who actually executed it and came up with the idea. Yeah, I just made it a, like a U-shaped so that we had um, a four-foot table, a four-foot table, and then, of course, the bottom of the U was our eight-foot table. Mm-hmm. 
so that we could have more space to set everything up. Right. So, yeah, we made, uh, you know, the proverbial lemonade from lemons. And we, so that was cool to like kind of maximize our 10 foot area. Uh, that's another cool thing that I liked about this one is that th- this is probably the most diverse uh, like setup of booths in a convention that I've ever seen. Like for the most part, like it all kind of blends together after a while. Like, you know, especially if they're artists that, you know, do like hand-drawn stuff or whatever, like they always have like the, you know, the, the crates or like the racks on their table and they hang up their artwork. And, you know, that's, you know, a cool method of, you know, displaying and showing off your, your work. But uh, with this one, like, people get super creative with displaying their stuff. Yeah. And so it, I mean, not necessarily all of it is like, oh, we could do that. But, like, you know, it definitely gave us some ideas going forward. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um. Let's see. What else? What else can we talk about? Um... Uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I mean, I had a good time. We worked really hard. Like I said, didn't make as much money, but we're just kind of focused on the next one and trying to diversify our products a little more. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned uh, some cool cosplays. Did you, uh, are there any in mind uh, or off the top of your head that you can think of that you really liked? Well, I saw, I think... I'm, I can't be positive, but I'm pretty sure it was a dad and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were telling me about and, this. And, like, he had built a well, like, on top of, a like, a rolly plants thing. Like, some that thing you would put your plants in. Um, but he built a well, like, around it. And the little girl was in it. And she had, like, the long, dark hair. Like from the, the ring. Yeah, like, the girl from the <laughs> ring. And she had on, like, a nightgown and stuff. And, like, she looked legit yeah (laughs) and he was in i guess the dad was like pushing her around um i didn't like stop and chat with them or anything but it was pretty cool i also saw um someone who made a mask um that looked like the cordyceps from the last of us right yeah i missed that one too i i was kind of bummed that i didn't try and go hunt those two down um uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, Lots of Mandalorian armor. Yes. And, and just general, like, uh, the, I don't know if this necessarily had anything to do with it, but I know, like, the, I don't know if it's the local chapter of the Mandalorian Guild or whatever, or maybe it's the Tennessee or the Chattanooga chapter, but they were there. Like, they had their own booth, and they were all in costume. Uh, so maybe they had something to do with it or just the fact that it's so close to the uh, season three uh, of The Mandalorian coming up soon. Yeah. But lots of, you know. I have a feeling if you're going to have Mandalorian cosplay, I mean, that's some serious money. Mm, yeah. You're going to like be the Mandalorian for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know some people are like, it's it's easy to, to go all out with... Um, you know, some Mandalorian armor, like, you know, it can get up into the, you know, the thousands, couple thousands, two, three. 
easy i would assume yeah Yeah. um i mean you know you can you can get helmets for you know at least a grand or so but uh it's it's cool i don't know maybe uh if you get into it you'll get cast in uh in some star wars stuff like those uh that stormtrooper guild did yeah for i think it was the first season of the mandalorian um but uh yeah i I'm trying to think of some cosplays that I saw that I really liked. Uh, I saw some reoccurring ones, uh, some same people that we saw at the Chattanooga Comic-Con back in October, I think it was. So that was fun. Um, And then, like I said, plenty of new faces. Um, I saw some Disney bounding with a Rapunzel. Yeah, there were lots of Disney princesses I saw. Yes. and she's my favorite princess, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw... Oh, Poison Ivy was a good one. Yeah. She had a pretty legit costume. Um, I, I don't know these real people's names. We weren't, <laughs> like, trying to, like, stalk these people. I don't know. But I, I if you were it's... any of these characters, then your costume was on point. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we... Yeah, we definitely saw some good ones. I I always tell myself to tr- to try and get pictures, uh, you know, to post on our Instagram, but uh, or at least like keep track of the cool cosplays that we've seen. And I every time I say that, and every time I do a shitty job at it. Well, we're so. usually busy, like talking yeah. to people and like, True. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to sell tumblers. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. We uh, we actually had some new stuff to to bring out this time around, and some of it sold, which I was pretty happy with. Like, uh, we started getting into some resin art, which has been fun. And I made a chessboard that was like a mashup of Wednesday and Enid from mm-hmm. the Wednesday Netflix series. That was I was pretty happy that that sold. And um, let's see, I. I don't know. Your octopus sold? Yeah, I, I have this cool octopus mold. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Let's Resin. They make some cool shit, cool molds, and they have some good products. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. You want to uh, you want to give some shout outs to, to some of the cool vendors that we got to meet and trade with? Um, sure, sure. Uh, do you want to start? Because I don't have the list in front of me. Yeah. So, uh, first one, we um, we just met these people. We The plan was to make enough money to be able to buy something from Bard and Broad, uh, which is their name. They sell, uh, like, cool steampunk and fantasy style. Um, like, like Renaissance Festival yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Uh, it's uh, clothing and accessories. Like, like they have cool corsets and shirts and dresses and, and just, you know, general clothing from, you know, like the Renaissance era. And then they also have some, like, leather goods and, uh, you know, some embroidery of, of that nature. Yeah. And like I said, we the plan was to make <laughs> money to where we could you know, go buy some of their stuff. I know you really wanted, you know, something of, uh, of theirs, but we just, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and their corsets and whatnot were pretty cheap. I think, um, like the underbust ones were like 120, the overbust ones were like 140, and then they had some really intricate beaded ones that were 250. All right. But I mean, they were cool. I liked them a lot. So. Yeah, they had some cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, Bard and Broad, check them out. They are uh, cool folks. Uh, next on my list is the little furries. Um, you actually found these guys, so I'll let you talk about them. Um, so they sell like sensory toys, um, and they also sell like shoulder friends, like the little magnetic friends that you can have sit on your shoulder. Yeah. And, um, which I actually wanted one of those when I was down in Disney and I could never find. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, um, we had a hard time finding them. Like we saw them everywhere. Like like people had them and were wearing them, but we, we couldn't find them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she made the cutest little shoulder pal friends. She just had, like, furry little monsters, but then she also had, like, Pokemon characters and Hulk and Ninja Turtles and... Yeah, they're, so uh, I guess you could equate them to the, the Squishmallows, Squishmallows, whatever. Well, not the shoulder friends, um, but right. she also had some weighted sensory toys, yeah. Which we fell in love with because both our kids have autism and they really love the, like the pressure mm-hmm. and they really love like, like our son, he'll, he'll literally take all the cushions off the couch and then <laughs> like bury himself underneath them. Mm-hmm. And like, he just likes the weight of it. Yeah. So these like weighted toys were pretty awesome. Yeah. And, um. uh. Yeah, so, I mean, you could imagine, like, a Squishmallow, but, like, five times the weight that it should be, and, uh, yeah, like, I saw a lot of people walking around with them and just holding them because, like, it feels, like, so, it's so comforting, like, the weight, like, on your chest, like, um, and this is actually one of the, the vendors that we, we swapped with. Yes. And... I, uh, let's see, we got a, a big ass horse for our daughter, Erin, and we got Charlie, like a little owl, and I got a Snorlax, and I fucking love it. Um, if you yes. follow me on social media, you have probably seen my picture. It's amazing. Um, he keeps me company while I watch horror movies at night. <laughs> That's good, because I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, nah, he's he's the best. Uh, like, it's he's so comfortable. Uh, but, uh, yeah, shout out to the ladies over at Little Furries that um, uh, do such an awesome job at knitting the little, little guys and then the big guys. And, uh, yeah, they do awesome work. So, I think... The best way to get in contact with them is through Facebook. They have both a Facebook page and a group. So Little Furries is their name. Um, let's see, Jennifer M. Zieger, or Zeiger. I'm sorry, Jennifer, if I'm mispronouncing your last name. Uh, but you, you talked to her. She was the author. Yeah, so she writes um, Create Your Own Adventure books. Mm-hmm. So you read a few pages and then you get to choose like which direction you go. And it's like, you know, turn to page 16 for, you know, going left. Turn to page 25 for going right. And so you just get to make 
decisions and you turn to certain pages to change the story and um, I was talking to her and I was like you know hey we didn't make great money um, but if anybody would be willing to trade I want some of your books because we homeschool our kids and I was like I think my son Charlie would really get into like picking where to go in the story Mm-hmm. And uh, she actually gave me the book. And she was like, here, just take it. She's like, I started writing books because I want kids to read. And I was like, no, come pick a cup. <laughs> come. Yeah. And so she did. And um, so, yeah, I haven't got to read it yet, but it looks really fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. We flipped through it. It looks looks like a lot of fun. So yeah. can't wait to dive into that. Uh, let's see. And then. I uh, I actually talked to this guy uh, named Corey Marshall. I picked up one of Corey's books. He has a, a, a couple. Uh, there's an anthology series that he has called A Madman Tale. And the one that I grabbed was uh, is called The Gospel Burger. And it's pretty good. It's like a, a horror comedy. Uh, that's That's kind of the feel that I got from it. But it's it's essentially a church pastor who isn't having much luck reeling in a congregation. And so he kind of formats a gospel around the burger. And it's uh, it's weirdly funny and dark at the same time. So it's my kind of material. So it's very good. Definitely, uh, definitely check out his stuff. I'll... Uh, for sure be buying more of his books in the future so uh and then monet's menagerie who was directly well not directly across from us but across from us she was within you know arm's reach more Mm -hmm. or less and she was like mostly resin art right yeah yeah she may had a lot of um keychains and ashtrays and like little animals and Mm -hmm. all of her stuff was super sparkly and glowed and it was really cool yeah yep and we did a uh, craft swap with them as well i got a couple of uh, neat keychains got like this uh, polygon bear uh resin art and um i got like a little two shade uh unicorn it's supposed to be for aaron but we'll see yeah, I mean it's a keychain, so I don't, it might just be like a collector's item that sits on a shelf in her room. So we'll see. Yeah, she needs shelves first. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wizard and Willow, which uh, they they were they were the ones directly across from us, and they sold these really cool headbands that had like horns and. Like antlers and yeah, horns. horns and antlers. Yeah. That, so, like, you know, if you've ever been to, like, a Renaissance fair uh, and, you know, they have, like, little, like, horns on a string that you can, like, I don't I forget. We got some at the Renaissance fair, like, a long time ago. And yes, I like, forget, you were still in high school. Yeah. Um, I don't even think we were dating yet. And... We, uh, I, I got a pair. I, I can't even remember exactly how they went on, but these are like fucking secure. Like they, uh, they're really cool. And like I said, they're attached to a headband and they're meant for both men and women, uh, boys and girls and non, uh, non-binary, uh, folk. So, um, 
they're appropriate for all and fun for all. So definitely give Wizard and Willow a check. Uh, two peas in a pod. That was the Tumblr vendor that was probably the closest to us. Yeah, they were like right across from us, basically. Yeah, they had some cool stuff. Yeah, they had a lot of the like raid cans and the Clorox cans, <laughs> and they had some um, tumblers with like sparkly jewels on them, which were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see, uh, Ponder Place Grove. Uh, they were they were the ones right next to us, right? Yes, she was an artist, and she had a lot of cool art. Mm-hmm. I really liked her toad. Um, and, uh, she also had the plush, uh, mushrooms. Yes. And so we ended up with a couple of those as well. And, um, yeah, really cute stuff. Uh, very good artist. She was like making these signs too that were like metal, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were cool. They were really nice. They were a fun um, booth neighbor for the whole weekend. Um, so yeah, check them out. Uh, let's see what are, uh, pure alchemy soaps. I this is probably next to Snorlax. This is the product that I have used or utilized the most. Um, Which is pretty funny because he was like, "Why do we need so much soap?" <laughs> Just giving you shit. Um, and plus, like, you were trying to get me to go over there and, like, pick some out. And I was like, I didn't really know how to say it. Like, I was kind of, st- I was just stressed out. But, like, I basically just wanted you to go pick me out some stuff to give to me. Because I like it when you pick stuff out <laughs> and give it to me. Um, A.K.A. my love language is gift giving. So. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, um, I, uh, she makes like, would you call it D&D soaps or? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. She also had some from another like RPG game, Okay. but I wasn't sure what it was from. But um, you well, could pick out soaps for all of your um, races, classes, and then like your lawful good neutral lawful mm-hmm. evil you know um so you could get your character your D character in like a gift box of soaps yeah so yeah and they smell most excellent uh, yes i've been like i said i've been using mine on a daily basis which is good news for everyone in the house that i have been showering uh, <laughs> so i don't smell like ass uh, but yeah, they uh, smell very good, and it, it it's just it's nice to rub my body with a a soap that I know doesn't have like a shit ton of chemicals in it that go into like you know stuff like Axe and Old Spice and and whatnot. It's it's nice to feel like I'm you know rubbing myself down with the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so. And so they were, would you say, it's Pure Alchemy Soaps? Yeah, Pure Alchemy Soaps. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they were, like, a lot of fun. They had some cool costumes, and, um, yeah, I, w- I-, I love their stuff. Like, And also, they made gift boxes, and they, like, put my character's name on the gift box and, like, used, like, calligraphy mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. 
made it like pretty awesome. Yeah, so. it was kind of like an on-the-fly customization. Yes. Like, you know, to, to be able to offer that. Because, like, you know, there's there's nothing quite like the touch of customizing a product for a customer because, you know, it's it makes it more special for them. You know, it feels like it's it was made just for them. And, it, it you know, it's very hard to capture that and service that, that want or need in a setting such as a convention so it's kind of cool that they were able to find something uh, like that to, to yes do. and they their calligraphy was on point so <laughs> yeah I, I i my handwriting is not that good so no, mine is dog shit so uh let's see second to last we got bdsm which is not what you think it is body divinity spirit and mind and they were the ones that sold Yes, so I got this really cool D&D dice from them that That's is, right. like, the liquid inside with, the, like, the glitter, and it, like, moves around, and it's, like, really, really awesome. It's a big old D20. Yes. Um, also, she had, like, tons of pens. That's actually what attracted me to her booth in the first place was the pens, and I was going to go pick out some pens, um, but then I found that dice, and I couldn't say mm-hmm. no, so. Yeah. Uh yeah, we actually, uh, yesterday... Like, we, pen pens, like... Uh, pen, P-I-N. Yes, that kind of pen. P-E-N. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. she had, like, the X-Files and, like, all kinds of cool, like, pens that I was a big fan of. And nice. I probably would have spent, like, a million dollars if we would have made any money. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, it is Next what time. it is. Next time. Next time, baby. Sorry, Terrence Howard. Uh, not Sorry. Uh, and then let's let's see. Last but not least, uh, Buzzers Wonderlands. Uh, they supplied us with a dope ass dice tower. Yes. Um, and did it come with complimentary dice? It or? did. Okay. Yes. I, I forgot. I know you told me uh, whether they did or not, but the the complimentary dice. Let's see. Look at it. You can hear it. Um, <laughs> It is, you know, the the dice tower is, uh, you know, it's pretty low key in terms of, you know, what it uh, what it does, but it's uh, it's very beautiful. Like it's a two tone, like pine kind of setup. Like it's like this dark brown and then like a traditional like light color pine. Yes. Um, with blue felt, it's absolutely beautiful. It goes great with the blue dice that came with it. Uh, well, I picked the blue dice. I mean, they gave you the option of sure. picking some dice. Yeah. Um, the dice, I don't think they're they're like necessarily super special. I think they're pretty. I mean, there's it's still cool as hell. Like, yeah. I mean, I uh, I will not shit on any dice maker um, because I I've tried dice and it's it's diffi- harder than it looks. Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, I have heard telltale that. It uh, definitely helps to have the more expensive dice mold. Because um, I bought just like a cheap, like $18 uh, uh, mold set on Amazon. And uh, it was uh, it was all right. Um, but yeah, I've heard that if you want good results to get the more expensive one. So uh, I think that's it in terms of vendors. Uh, is there anything else that we missed? 
in terms of vendors or the convention as a whole or anything else that we No, um, I really wish we could have experienced more of the convention. Um, but, you know, after being in the vendor hall all day, we were pretty tired. and Right, yeah. That's, that's and more... we're old now, so, you know, <laughs> to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that, uh, you know, we... It comes with the the vendor life is you know, instead of being an, an attendee, you know you can kind of like uh, go back to your hotel room or sit down for a little bit and take a rest or both, and then you know come back for the late night events because you know most conventions they after hours like after the the vendor hall closes around like six or seven, there's usually stuff going on. And most conventions are good about having things like that are all ages and like 18 and up. Um, I think this, uh, I think Conuga actually had like an 18 and up uh, vendor hall. Yes, they did. Yes. Uh, I I kind of wanted to, I wanted to go in, but I was, we were both so exhausted after that day. We were just like, let's. Let's get back to the hotel room and order a pizza and then pass the fuck out. <laughs> so, Which we did. Yeah. We have been making it a uh, a little tradition of ours to stay at this crappy little motel on the corner. Um, <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's like prime location for the, the convention. Like you literally can't get any closer unless you stay at the Marriott that's attached to the convention. Uh, Other than that, uh, it's, you know, like a half a block down the road. And, uh, you know, it's got a diner attached to it with some bomb-ass cheesecake. Yes. Highly recommend the cheesecake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's. uh, And honestly, I've never had anything to eat there that's been bad either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We we both had good food. And, uh, yeah, it's... Their their menu is strikingly large. Like it's, uh, it's like the Cheesecake Factory menu, um, <laughs> yeah. in, in more ways than one. Like the size and the diversity of the food. Like it, you know, they should offer like a, a tour of the world platter. <laughs> Get a little bit of everything because they, you know, they got Italian and they got, uh, you know, Tex Mex and. Um, stir fry and they got fucking everything yeah. burgers pizza you name it so but uh, anyways uh, if you don't have anything else I guess we could do our shit that doesn't suck and <laughs> and then peace out sure shit that doesn't suck Actually, you want to just do a a joint uh, little quick thing on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania? Um, sure. Make that our joint shit that doesn't suck? Sure. Because we both enjoyed that, I think. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I was just glad, you know, spoilers, but I was just glad that Scott didn't die. Because I was, I was a little afraid that he was going to die. Yeah. Since the whole premise of the movie was all about him, like, getting back time with Cassie and, mm-hmm. like, all the stuff. So I was like, 
oh god they're making him serious he's gonna die <laughs> now yeah i i thought for sure that someone was going to eat it and i was very surprised that i don't i don't think any any of the main characters really um just darren yeah <laughs> the giant head modok darren modok Oh my God! It's Darren. What the shit are you doing? <laughs> it's Modok. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so that w- this is, I guess, technically our second intro to Kang, and he's uh, Jonathan Majors did a fucking amazing job with this role, and he is terrifying. And yeah, he seems pretty messed up. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that nobody died because honestly, we've had a lot of really serious, like superhero movies lately. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of people are dying or you know losing all their memories or you know giving up their love lives or you know all kinds of stuff going on so yeah i was glad that this ended on a slightly happier note except that you know that kang is coming Mm -hmm. and that's not good (laughs) yeah i uh i liked the little thing at the end where you know it starts to like slow down he's like wait did we kill him like we got him right like yeah i'm pretty sure he's dead (laughs) yeah um so yeah that was oh and no lewis that was sad yeah, I was, you know, I, I, it was getting to the end of the movie and, and he didn't show up and I was like, George is getting upset. Because uh, I was waiting for that, that uh, van horn that, so other than that, it was a pretty decent movie. Yeah. I liked it. Yes. It definitely doesn't deserve the abysmal critic rating that it has on Rotten Tomatoes like fucking 48% or something like that is undeserved like it's it is so much better than that Um, Mm -hmm. I mean like I I think I mean you know if you're experiencing superhero fatigue don't critique superhero movies and you should also know and understand that not everything is going to be on par with Infinity War and Endgame now. Like, that is not the movie to beat from here on out. Like, there are still going to be origin stories. There are still, like, serialized and episodic, you know. That is one thing, is that it felt very much like a, kind of like a prequel, like, you knew that you weren't really getting the whole story because, yeah. you know, so that that was it It wasn't really necessarily like a bummer, but it was like, oh, OK. Kind of like what they did with Loki. Yeah. Like how they uh, how his first introduction was in Loki. And then we got the the, the last cut scene or post credit scene was Loki and. Uh, Morbius. Uh, is it is it Mo? Is it Mobius? Mobius? Mo- because there's Morbius, who is Jared Leto's character, right? I guess. I don't know. And I'm then there's Mo- Mobius. Oh, my God. I like... Yeah, they're, they're, the two names sound 
just alike and it drives me fucking bonkers because i confuse them every time they're vastly different characters but the names are exactly the same uh anyways uh that uh, i think that's gonna be it for this episode right honey yeah cool sounds good all right, so listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I will do my best to put links for all the dope-ass vendors that we got uh, got to meet. I'll put their uh, information in the show notes if you'd like to check out their stuff. Uh, also, don't forget to check us out on social media and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, if you are listening to this episode in February, know that we are still running our Patreon subscription special, where if you subscribe this month, then you get uh, a free Tumblr made by yours truly. And uh, it's a Tumblr of your choice. You can pick one out that we already have, or you can commission us to make you one. So there's that. Um Other than that, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye-bye.